is a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Friday matchup show with my main man, Greg Biggins. GB, how you feeling? Feeling good, Keith. How are you feeling? I hate everybody, Greg Biggins. I hate I'm everybody. Just, I I am with you. <laughs> I am with you. <laughs> it's just kind of how I'm feeling right now, but that's okay. You know what? Um, there's a lot of unfortunate things going on, especially here in Southern Northern California. My, my heart is out to the people who are suffering from these wildfires. I couldn't imagine being in that place and just kind of watching it on the news and getting reports from different people that live in that area. I just feel really bad for them. And, uh, you know, it always keeps things in perspective. But nevertheless, GB, I hate everybody. And um, don't make me... Mute you, because I will mute you in a hot button second. My life has gotten so much better since I discovered the ability to mute people on Twitter. It's <laughs> it's, it's incredible, but uh, no, definitely. I, I and when I say hate, I actually mean dislike because of course, you know, as someone who loves Jesus, I love everyone. Um, I do feel awful for the people suffering from the fire. I pray for them all the time. I literally I went out to my backyard a couple of days ago, Keith, and I yeah. was complaining because there was like crap in my pool. Yeah. And I said, are you serious? Like I over, I heard myself and I yeah. said, are you serious? Right. Like you're complaining because of the wind blowing crap in yes. the pool and the people who lost their house. So I immediately felt like a jerk and repented yeah. and uh, praying for all the families and, and all that good stuff. So yeah, no let's doubt talk about football. It. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk a little football. ball. Uh, we've got division. We have divisions five all the way down to division one. We're going to break down a semifinal matchup. Some great matchups, by the way. But before we get to that, GB, we got to remind people that every week we have a sleeper of the week. Hey, we want to remind everybody tune in every Wednesday for our sleeper of the week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, and we're back. Greg Biggins. We're starting at D5. D5 has got some pretty good matchups. Starting off, top bracket, Palace Verdes Glendora. What do you think, GB? Yes, you pulled off the uh, the call, going with the upset. Yeah. Um, this week, they take on a Glendora team. The fighting Casey Jacobsons. Could he shoot that three or what? Different, different sports. Wow, that's my former teammate. And Lawndale, I covered basketball for us. Yeah, I remember. Back when Casey, yes. Casey and Jason Capono, those guys were both, playing. Both of those guys were my teammates in AAU. I love Jason Capono, man. He was so good, so smart. Mr. Fundamental. The top half and then the bottom half is Lawndale uh, taking on an always tough St. Paul team. Yeah. So 
you're gonna go you're gonna ride you're gonna ride pv all the I way am. to final over I am. Got yeah, to now, i am right? this Got is to. greg listen i'm a south bay guy of course you know you knew that uh, that's where I grew up. Palace Verdes, this is what they do year in and year out. They're not going to have a bunch of great athletes. What they are going to have, they're going to have a physical offensive line. They're going to have a physical run game. They're going to play discipline, tough defense, and they're going to put 11 hats on the ball. I'm taking Palace Verdes and their discipline football versus an explosive Glendoran offense. But I got Palace Verdes moving on to the finals. Uh, with a win over Glendora. I got Palace Verdes, 24, Glendora, 21. GB, that's my call. Love it. Love it. I'm going to go with Glendora just to be contrary. I, I don't know a thing about Glendora. Haven't watched them. Don't know them. Like TV, like you. But yeah. hey, the show is funner if we have different schools. I think we're both going to probably agree in the bottom half. Lawndale, St. Paul, the fighting Travis Clarks, Jaden will score. I like Lawndale. St. Paul's gritty, gutty. They're tough. They play physical. They played. They played well offensively. They put up 84, 85 points in two games so far. Taking on a Lawn Lawndale team that's got a lot of really talented players. They're playing good football. As well, they just blew out Antelope Valley last weekend. Lawndale and St. Paul. Are you going to join me, Keith? Yeah. You're going to take Saint, uh, take Lawndale yeah. to meet PD. In the final. Yeah, I am. Lawndale, they have the most athletes in this division. I think they are on a fast track to the finals. Um, they need to not shoot themselves in the foot, but I think Travis Clark and company, they get it done. Jordan Wilmore, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, All-American World Bowl running back, gets it done with their athleticism, their speed, their talent, and they knock off St. Paul and they get to the finals versus Palace Verdes. All right, Keith, let's move it along. Division four, great bracket. We have two great semifinals. You have Corona Del Mar, their high-powered passing attack, taking on a Camarillo team that just pulled off a win over Oak Hills. CDM, Camarillo on the top half. And then Grace Brethren and Villa Park. We both picked Grace Brethren to get to the final before this bracket started, but I really like Villa Park a lot. I think this is going to be a, a really competitive game. You know what Grace Brethren is going to do? They're going to run it. And they're going to run it again and again and again. Villa Park has Paul Paferi, the Purdue commit. The Alafazio brothers are both both fantastic. It's a good program, uh, Villa Park. They won CAF sure. a couple years ago when uh, they knocked off San Clemente, Sam Darnold, Sam's senior year. So yeah. Villa Park's been good. If you're living in Orange County, you've known about Villa Park for a long time. They're always competitive, always really good, always tough, always a little chip the way they play. So we've got Grace Brethren on the bottom half keys and then uh, Grace Brethren Villa Park. Sure. Then we have Cornell Mar versus Cambria on the top half. Yeah, talk about the bottom half really quick. Grace Brethren, Villa Park, contrasting styles, right? You've got a uh, Villa Park team who's a finesse team, play action team. They want to push the ball vertically, get the ball into the middle of the field to their tight ends and their wide receivers on end cuts. You have a Grace Brethren team who likes to pack it in, be physical in the trenches, run downhill with digs. And uh, do a great job playing defense, especially out on the edges, as they have some terrific personnel. But in these contrasting styles, you talk about November, December football. I think Grace, Bre Grace Brethren is my call here, Greg. I think that physical style wins over. Uh, I think Diggs and company really get underneath the pads and play with leverage versus Villa Park. And they get it done. 38 Villa Park. 27. I got Grace Brethren with the W here. Moving on to the finals. Talk then about. Give me the top half. Yep. CDM. Yep. CDM versus Camarillo. 
See, this is going to be good. This is going to be high scoring, very high scoring, okay? Camarillo is a team that can put up points. Again, like I said, on Wednesday, they're known for offense. They kind of run a dynamic scheme. They get the ball out early and often. Um, they're on time and on target. They do a, a terrific job in special teams as well. Corona Del Mar, they have the more talented players, especially the high-end players. Uh, when you talk about uh, Garbers and company over there for Corona Del Mar, high scoring, Greg, I'm going to call this an upset. I have Camarillo. 52, Corona Del Mar, 45. That's my call. I got Camarillo, Grace Brethren in the title game. Yeah, I had I had CDM and Grace. I guess I'm going to stick with that. But yeah. I think Elements can honestly play a big role in that Grace Villa Park game. If it's if it's windy, which it has been, yeah. makes it tough to throw the football around. Sure. And uh, Villa Park obviously is more of a throwing team. Grace is probably the, the safer call there because you know what they're going to get. You yep. uh Elements don't affect you when you run the ball 50 times a game. November, December football, GB. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, D3, Keith. Let's go to D3. Um, we got Capo Valley hosting Cajon. So, again, my rant on Wednesday. So, Cajon is the overall top seed in this bracket, and they've only had one home game through three rounds. They've traveled to Periclete, that are traveling to Capo Valley. Hmm. Uh, on the bottom half, it's a red-hot Sierra Canyon team. It's taken on the number two-seeded Citrus Hill squad. Um, before the playoffs started, I had Cajon beating Sierra Canyon in the final. So I'm going to stick with that. I got Cajon over Capo Valley. Should be a lot of points in that one. And then on the bottom half, I like Sierra Canyon to upset Citrus Hill. If that's considered an upset, Citrus Hill is the higher-seeded team. And though I think Sierra Canyon probably has more talent. Uh, I'm going to go with Sierra Canyon and Cajon in this bracket, Keith. Yeah, I think Cajon is the easy choice here, Greg. That's a talent mismatch. There's a speed and athleticism mismatch. There's a skill mismatch there. Uh, Cajon is a really a loaded squad and should find themselves back in a state championship game this year. Uh, so I have them taking out Capitol Valley. But you look at Sierra Canyon and Citrus Hill, Citrus Hill, very good team, but I don't know if they're ready for Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon uh, hitting on all centers here. Peary, Hernandez, uh, Harvey. They've got really good players, and Jones is not even a part of this run. Uh, this spectacular junior uh, athlete, but Sierra Canyon, they get it done here versus Citrus Hill. Sierra Canyon Cajon could be a very, very intriguing final, Greg. Oh, absolutely. I, I love that final. For me, you know, Cajon's got to tighten up that defense just a little bit, a little bit. My, my, our, our guy, our good friend, Coach Harrington, said he, there's some holes in that defense. Sure. We got we to see Sierra Canyon can, can attack, and they are their discipline. So we're getting way ahead. We're already talking about the final. Uh, they got to get there first. D2, maybe top to bottom, the most competitive bracket. We have Rancho Verde. They're surviving and advancing. And uh, why not? Rancho Verde, the number one seed. So they should go on the road for the second week in a row. They played at Alameda this week, and they're playing at Sherman Oaks this week. Rancho Verde, Notre Dame, Sherman Oaks. On the bottom half, it is Upland traveling to Calabasas. I talked to a coach in Calabasas this morning. They said the air quality out there was actually very good. That was one of the things I was concerned about was having these guys who are playing at Oaks and playing at Calabasas if the air quality was bad. But he said that they're actually pretty good over there. So... Upland, Calabasas. Uh, I love Calabasas in that game. And then Rancho Verde and Notre Dame and Sherman Oaks. I know Rancho's the top seed. 
coach is a friend, but I got to go with Notre Dame. For me, they've been a hot team for a while. And, uh, you know, I think I said um, going way back, I, I thought Notre Dame would end up playing Westlake or LaSalle, whichever one. I thought that game would win that top half of the bracket. No disrespect to Rancho Verde. I just thought, you know, they got some players. They're better than I expected. They're better than I thought. But I'm going to go with a little mild upset. Notre Dame, and then I got them playing Calabasas in the final. Yeah, uh, before I even get to talking about that, and, and I respect your call here <clears throat> with Notre Dame, I want to, you know, say, you know, condolences to Coach Rooney. Uh, I know he lost his wife recently to leukemia, I believe, and uh, he's back on the sideline though for Notre Dame. He was back, I think, last week was his first game back on the sideline, and they got the W versus Los Alamitos. And congratulations to Notre Dame, and please, our, our you know. Our most sincere condolences to, to Coach Rooney. Losing your wife, it can't be an easy thing. But with that being said, uh, I think Rancho Verde is a team, a little bit of a destiny right here. Uh, you know, I have been fighting it all year. Coach Pete Duffy coming back home to Rancho Verde. He's got a son playing quarterback, playing a little daddy ball. But you know what? They got a really good team. Um, they play together. Uh, they play with great camaraderie. They're passionate. They play with discipline. They get after the football. I like Rancho Verde here as the number one seed, getting the win over Notre Dame, GB. So I'm going to be contrarian to your call. And then at the bottom half, Upland Calabasas should be a fantastic game. I think if Justin Flo was playing, this would be two evenly matched teams. But because he isn't, I'm going to give Calabasas the edge here. Uh, I think Upland has difficulties stopping the pass. Shane Inlingsworth, four touchdowns last week. Of course, Jonathan Flo got after him late in the game with three sacks. But I think Jaden Casey and that trio of receivers at Calabasas is, some, is something very difficult to defend. Uh, Upland will try to do the best that they can. Cam Davis, we love him as a back. Taj Davis is an excellent wide receiver. Calabasas has a good defense, Greg. They are not the Calabasas of old where they had a, a good pass defense and gave up all the tail on the ground. This is not that Calabasas team. They play physical defense up front, and uh, I think they get the win over Upland. I'm taking Calabasas, bottom half. Calabasas, 35, Upland, 20. That's my Let's call. Let's go to D1. Let's go to D1. Let's take it to D1. We got St. John Bosco, Oaks Christian, at Oaks Christian. And on the bottom half, we have Modern Day hosting Centennial Corona. Uh, I think it would have been difficult for Oaks Christian to beat St. John Bosco with Kayvon. Obviously, they still have a terrific team. Really impressed with their with their players. Their, their back end is better. Um, Michael Jackson, love saying that name. Mr. Williams, they got some really cool names. They back got there. some great names. Nate Lenthal as well. Yeah, you know, up front is never just about Kayvon. Jack Lenthal and Ryan Frankie was phenomenal on Wednesday. They got good linebackers that can run and hit. Shoot, Charbonnet is out there playing half the game on defense as well. He's a load. I just feel like Bosco is just a, a different animal. They're going to put all those big guys up front in the box. They don't even need to really put that many extra guys because they're just so big and fast up front. And then on the back end, I think they cover really well. Offensively, um, I don't see how you really slow down St. John Bosco's offense. All those receivers, DJ, George Lani, uh Savage, a good offensive line that just keeps getting better and better. I, I think, talk about Team of Destiny, I think St. John Bosco right now looks like they're a team that's going to ride this out for a while. So, tough to take against Bosco, so I won't. And then on the bottom half, I think 
the game of the weekend, and there's a modern-day centennial. I think, and it's going to sound like a no-duh comment, but, you know, the trenches are going to dictate this game. But let me explain why. I know every game is about the trenches, but I think I think this. Centennial can rush the passer extremely well. Can Bryce escape and extend, as he's known to do? That right there is going to be a key. And also, I watched Centennial play in person against Narbonne, and when they played that non-league schedule, that was pretty tough. Keith, we talked about it. They could not run the football. They, they start three freshman O-linemen. They had all five new starters this year. Then now they're playing in their league, and they're you know getting money, and they're playing great, and they're rushing for 200 yards. But in those five non-league games, they were averaging like two or three yards a carry. Right. So that O-line is going up against a modern-day D-line that is pretty good. Um, so you, you got to wonder. So can modern-day protect Rice against that Centennial front seven? And on the token side, can Centennial protect and run the ball with that young and experienced line that was a little bit shaky in that preseason tough schedule part of their schedule? Yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game from several different angles, Greg. And and I'll and I'll say this: the team that rushes the ball better will win this game. And that's not always the case, especially in high school football. Maybe you can say that in the in the NFL, but in high school football, that's not always the case. But in this game, I think Sean Dollars, Kobe Harper play a big time role. They have to create some balance so that the Centennial defensive line cannot pin their ears back and tee off on Bryce Young at seven, ten yards deep in the pocket. And you're you're leaning on Bryce to scramble around and be a magician. Uh, and that can weigh you down as a quarterback. And I thought that's what it did uh, in the second half for him against St. John Bosco. You get worn down. Your, your accuracy suffers a little bit. And you're not the playmaker that you normally are because you know, your gas, your legs, um, you're, you're breathing heavy. You've taken some shots. Those add up during the course of a game. So whoever runs the ball better, I think, gets the W here. With that being said, Centennial, like you said, starting three freshman offensive linemen, they have improved since those non-league games. They've run the ball very well here in the playoffs. That defensive front is massive, and they're quick. Sivimura, excuse me, Numura is a difference maker off the edge and in coverage as a linebacker. It's going to be interesting. Will Gary Bryant match up with Brew McCoy defensively? I know Isaiah Young is a good football player. Do they, they probably need to double him. Somebody better take Mike Martinez because he has been emerging as a big-time number two weapon. I'm not going to say number two receiver because he's not one. He's a tight end. But a number two weapon for the Monarchs. Uh, on the flip side, you know who's going to stay with Gary Bryant? Uh, because it's not just a one-on-one matchup with Gary Bryant. They throw... A lot of screens. Joe breaks screens to him. A lot of reverses to him. He'll get one or two of those every game. It's got to be a team defensive effort. And it's not just Gary Bryant. They have a trio of receivers of their own at uh, Centennial, which Retzlath, Smith, they've got three guys that can go. And if you think it's just a Gary Bryant show, you're going to be sadly mistaken. Coach Matt Logan, I think he lives for these games. He's a little bit of an underdog here. I believe, where is it? Is it at Santa Ana? It's at the Santa Ana Bowl. It is. Yeah, yep. It is. So he's going into hostile territory. Matt Logan, he is a dangerous underdog coach, Greg. And I know you know, and I'm just sharing this with our fans. He is dangerous as an underdog coach. His efficiency on offense, now with a defense that can get after people. Centennial is a big play offense. 
people aren't gonna like this, Greg. I've got a lot of that, a lot of modern day supporters out there, and I appreciate you and I love you. But I'm gonna, you know, this is Coach Keith talking, baby. This is transparent truth. I'm gonna take Centennial in a shocker. Is this a shocker, Greg? Can, can this not a shocker. You don't no. think so? No. Okay. Most people will pick modern day, but like I, I think people respect Centennial way too much to, to call them winning against anybody, you know, a, a shocker or even okay. like a, a big upset. Okay. Like you, you will probably be one of the only few guys to do it, but uh, I love it, man. I, I think I think they match up really well. Another guy we didn't mention, Jaden Williams, is a big, physical 6'1", 200-pound sure. corner. Sure. He matches up with, and they shouldn't cover Brew one-on-one, no. but he matches up better with Brew than anybody else. And this yeah. guy did a great job point. against Kyle Ford and sure. took out Jaden Navarrete. So, Centennial, a lot of reasons to like Centennial for sure. Yeah, and I'm, and you know what, Greg? You said it better than I did. Young is very good. The other kid's name is, what's his name, Greg, one more time? The corner? Yeah, Jaden Williams. Jaden Williams. For some reason, I want to call him Smith. Jaden <laughs> Williams. Uh, very good football player. We've been watching him since the springtime. Young on the other side is very good. Like you said, they match up well, especially defensively. And then offensively, what does modern day struggle with? They struggle with stopping the run consistently. Well, who runs the ball the best in the state of California over the last 10 years? Centennial. Okay, Modern day does a great job covering vertical routes down the football field. They don't really give them up unless you're Jake Bailey uh, but Gary Bryant is a different animal Jake Bailey's good love him Gary Bryant is special he's a playmaker supreme the other two Smith and Westlaff they're no slouches either it'll be a it, it'll be a terrific match I'm sad that I'm gonna miss it I won't I'll be out the country but I'm taking Centennial here Greg that is my pick I'm taking Centennial in a close one. I'm calling this game 28-27 Centennial. And I think the difference in this game will be the running game of Centennial mixed with the big playability of those trio of receivers versus a highly skilled modern day secondary. But this is high school football and this is Matt Logan. I'm taking Centennial. I'm taking the Huskies, Greg. I don't bet against the Huskies. I'm taking the Huskies. Yeah. 28 no, I, I like it. I like you going on on that limb. I'm going to – I lean toward modern day and don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, you know, Gary Bryant is a different animal, but I think they'll definitely have either Darion or, or Elias Ricks on him as opposed to, you know, Jake Bailey was being covered by a, a freshman DB. Yeah. And that was kind of a mismatch. So – I think modern day will definitely line up their best corners against their best receiver. And also, you know, Matt Logan, they can run the football. They always have been. They always will be able to. But I don't think this is this is a traditional centennial offensive line. I think next year, watch out. All five guys are back next year. But they, I think they're still a little bit young. And I think modern day's D-line really impressed me in that Jay Sarah game, Keith. And yeah, they got after him. Sure. They got after him. And remember, we thought modern day was, you know, you picked the upset in that one. And not, not calling you out because – at the time, shoot, they looked right for an upset. Yeah. They were banged up and just lost to modern day, and they kind of rose up. And I thought their defensive front did a really good job against the Jay Sarah O-line that's really good. I think Jay Sarah's O-line is better than Centennial's, although you take Matt Logan scheming against anybody, yeah. right? Anybody yeah, exactly. Country. Right. So I'm going to go with modern day, but I love I love the game. I love the matchup. And I definitely think if Centennial pulls this out, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked at all. 
And uh, I think, did you, did we already, already say Bosco over, did you already break down Bosco and Oaks? Is that too obvious that we're going to go I mean, the, of course, the obvious pick here is, is St. John Bosco. Uh, but I don't want to shortchange Oach Christian, Greg. I really don't. They have a good team, right? They have a good team. Calvert is making plays as a quarterback with his legs and his arm. He'll need to do that this game. Charbonnet, they're going to key on him. Um, and I don't want to give away the game plan or at least – my game plan for Oaks, but I would use Calvert as a semi-decoy, especially early in the game on first down. You might find some openings behind the linebackers in front of the safeties if you stick it in the Charbonnet's stomach, pull it out, and send a deep over route behind those backers and drive the safety off with a vertical seam by Farrell, and you find... I was going to say Kayvon on an over route from the tight end spot, but he's not playing. Uh, hey, let me just cut you off real quick because neither was Bryce, unfortunately. He's got a hamstring pull, and that's why he wasn't playing last week. So they need to have somebody else step up at yeah. that wide receiver position. Well, listen, this is football. It's a war of attrition, and uh, it's just kind of how you got to go. But that's what I would do, Greg. When you play a juggernaut like Bosco, they're going to be focused on Charbonnet like you wouldn't believe, Greg. There's going to be like 11 sharks on Charbonnet's behind. If you stick it into his stomach and then pull it out, you're going to have that defense scramble. It's kind of like an offensive rebound in basketball. That's the best time to shoot a three-pointer is off an offensive rebound because the defense is scrambling trying to match up. You stick it in, you pull it out, you're going to have guys open at the second level. Can Calvert be efficient with the football? Can receivers make plays? Um, it, but it's a it's a tough uphill battle for Oaks Christian. But my hat is off to them. Their coaching staff, Coach Charlie Collins, have done a tremendous job. But I think Oaks, um, I think they meet the end of their road here. A terrific run for them is my predict- prediction. But Bosco, too big, too strong, too fast. That'll be my calling card for them all year. Just way too many athletes, Greg. Just way too many athletes. I mean, they got, you know, four-star guys playing behind four-star guys, which, you know, when you have that, then, you know, you have a Pete Carroll-led USC team from the, you know, what, 2000s, early 2000s? Yeah. So, I I got Bosco here. I got Bosco here. I got him pretty big. I'm going to take Bosco 49, Oaks Christian 14, and that's my call. Yeah, I mean Bosco's not just talented. I mean, he's talking to you know, talking to Jaime and even talking to some modern day people, it's not just that Bosco's loaded. They're they're, they're really well coached. I mean, Chris King, the DC, is really just a smart guy, and so he's it's a combination. This isn't an insult, but someone says it's like those Long Beach Poly teams of the '80s with better coaching. Just hmm. athletes everywhere, but a, a really good coaching staff as well. So picking against Bosco is extremely difficult to do. So. I don't know how anybody can do that, but uh, it will make for a great final, whether it's modern day or centennial, in a rematch. Um, but bring this baby to a close, Keith. Bring this baby to a close. Yeah, no doubt about it, GB. Thank you so much. It's the uh, Friday matchup show, and I always enjoy looking at these teams, these coaching matchups, breaking it all down. Nothing more I enjoy on a microphone talking ball with my guy, Greg Biggins. 
Thank you for joining us here on The Transparent Truth. Please follow us on social media. We are out there. Follow the show. Grab a friend. Share the show with them. Download. Rate us. Put a comment. Do something, man. Make yourself useful. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.